0: You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource.
1: Our guest today was a busy pharmacist working long hours on his feet, and he dreamed about being able to create enough passive income so that he could eventually retire, and he's been able to achieve that. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Ketan Patel has since created a multi-million dollar rental real estate portfolio from scratch. He's also helped to raise over $10 million for apartment syndications, starting with very little money. He had to overcome limiting beliefs and fears, which required a mindset shift. And he's going to tell us how he did that here on The Real Well Show. Ketan, welcome to The Real Wealth Show.
0: Thank you so much for having me here.
1: It's a really important time to know how to get centered. There's so much chaos in 2020 and probably <laughs> next year as well. So how have you, you know, what has worked for you and for your clients in staying calm during these times?
0: For me, the meditation has been a big part of my practice because at the end of the day, the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we act is just really important in, you know, these circumstances. And it's important to be aware of those things.
1: How important is mindset in the process of building wealth?
0: Mindset is very, very important because I I was a pharmacist and I had no knowledge about real estate and throughout the years i realized that we are in the information age now right and information's out there and why are certain people able to execute and get what they want and why are a lot of people not getting to that goals is because of their psychology
1: specifically what i I mean there is such a divide today and right between the wealthy and, and the middle class and, and those in poverty. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter's actually doing a research paper on what, what's it going to take to pull people out of po- poverty? Yeah. What, what do you see as a solution? That's a big question, but yes. if it has to do with mindset, what what could help?
0: So with mindset, what happens is a big part is the fears and beliefs. That's a big component. But think about like a fish that's swimming in the water all the time. The fish is not even aware that it's in the water. The same way we have these beliefs that are really, really limiting our earning potential, impact potential, but we are swimming in it. We are so close to it that we are often not even aware of it. And belief is just a thought that you have thought about it. So many times that you think it's true. And now it works like a software. So if you believe that for me, it's not possible to create X amount of income or to be successful, then remaining things will fall into peace because you're not going to be passionate. You're not going to take action to get the results. And it's just going to be a loop that's just going to spiral downwards or not really help you go in another direction.
1: Well, I've heard that the first eight years of life are the most formative and that's yes. when those beliefs solidify and it can be really difficult to shift them later in life. So yeah. how? what are some suggestions in doing that?
0: So the number one thing would be to find out what your limiting beliefs are. So let's say if you're a real estate investor and you're trying to grow wealth, yeah maybe you're trying to flip homes or you're trying to buy multifamily homes, right? Everybody's circumstances is different. So the first thing would be identify and to identify them, I would ask you to just have an aggressive goal and just see what comes up. And the moment you say, I don't think I could do it, then ask yourself why. And then it would be like, well, I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. Maybe I don't have the knowledge, whatever that belief is, right? Um, So finding that's very important. Once you find that all beliefs come from a reference experience in the past. So it came from consciously or subconsciously you failed in a business or you tried something in college, it didn't work or something happened, right? So basically think of belief as a table with four legs, the reference experiences are the legs. So now what we are trying to do is create a new belief and have new, new reference experiences to, to shift that.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I know for me it took um, 30 days straight of listening to, a, um, I think it was probably a cassette tape or a DVD back then, a, a CD. Um, that would retrain the way my subconscious thinks about wealth. And when I would think about me being wealthy, I would kind of reject that thought because of limiting beliefs. It was really interesting. I couldn't even imagine myself in that position. So I had to, for 30 days, try to imagine me with my dream house or my my dream environment or dream car, being able to give money away to whatever organization I wanted to. And over time, I, I was, I was able to shift it. But in the beginning, I remember just rejecting even the concept of it. I mean, why yes. would that, why would that be? Why would we reject something that could be good for us?
0: Sure. So it's a great question. So if you think about it, your conscious mind is only made of like 5% or 10% and subconscious mind is 90% and dividing that is your analytical mind. So that limiting belief comes from the subconscious programming. And you have thought about it so many times that it became an automatic program consuming so much power and memory. And now we have the conscious mind's attention of five or 10% to try to change that program and that's why it becomes a little difficult to shift even though we know this is good for me and i need to change it that other program keeps you know taking taking us down
1: yeah i mean i think for me it was if i'm wealthy that somehow means i've taken away from somebody else right and if you're a caring person that doesn't that doesn't feel good so yeah. another way to shift it at least for me was well if i have i have more to give right yes. if i have nothing i have nothing to give yes yeah so i think yeah helping to see what those limiting beliefs are and one of the ways to find out what the limiting beliefs are is to imagine yourself having what you want that's when they come up <laughs>
0: yes that's when that's when they came up and you're you're yep. absolutely right most people when they're looking for wealth they're not necessarily looking for money in a duffel bag, but they want some kind of emotional payoff. So they are thinking, and I found out there are three critical things. So people want a feeling of freedom, right? Um, If I have the money, then I could just do anything I want. I could have any kind of experiences. It's just a sense of feeling, or you just want a sense of security, or you want a sense of significance. So it's important for you to know what kind of feelings you are going for, because there's a way to condition yourself on your way to your journey for wealth. So if it's for freedom, you already have some time right now. You don't need to leave your job and have the portfolio to feel free, but you just have never gave it a thought. You are just busy running in a program, doing your thing at the end of the day.
1: And I've met so many people that uh, have actually become successful but are still in that mode of working all the time and can't think of what they'd really rather be doing (laughs) not just become a habit of building wealth without doing anything with it
0: yes absolutely i so when i was a pharmacist my goal was that hey if i get to a business or real estate portfolio and if i only have to work 10 hours a week i'm all set um, but when you get there, you realize, now I have the time, what am I wanting to do with my life? The question of what you really want, what makes you happy and fulfilled, you have to answer it all along the way and not just when you become wealthy, that's, that's the one. And the second thing is we have our value, self-worth tied to our work and the money we are making. So then it becomes very difficult that even if you have the financial resources, we cannot slow down because that's what who we have defined ourselves as and you just keep going and going in in that direction and it takes a little time to decouple that right
1: right so in some of the ways that you work with clients it sounds like number 1 is you increase clarity on what people want yep and also what they're afraid of right so this year has been the year of fear really I mean there's just it's just been blasting fear every time I pick up my iPhone there's a there's another message about how many people are dying or how many people are sick and um it it is it's been there's been a lot of fear from in the media there always has been with my background in the media that's if it bleeds, it leads, you know, you, the, the <laughs> thing that motivates people the most is fear. So yeah. if you're trying to get people to watch your channel, you're going to lead with fear. That's just how they create a business. Yeah. Uh, but it was really, really elevated this year yes. um, to where I think a lot of people are afraid of people. They're afraid of being around people. That's, that's a big fear. Yeah. Uh, you just said that you were at an event last week. That's amazing with a lot of people yeah. and you weren't afraid. What, why is that?
0: So I've I've done some things to see that the body has a different kind of limit than what you perceive. So I went I went with Wim Hof years ago, and I was climbing mountain. It was twenty Fahrenheit, and I thought, how is it possible? Just do not wear a shirt, just be in shorts and do it. So I know that a lot of times, what happens is with, with the people I was, the event was based on neuroscience and meditation. Is wherever you focus your attention, that's where your energy is going to go. And that's what you're going to feel. So if your focus is preliminary on the bad things that are going to happen, and it's not going to work out. And if you keep obsessing about it, and if you keep watching news, then those thoughts and emotions would keep driving the same circuits in your brain. And then you would locked into that state. And at a certain point, the fear feeling jolts you, right? It it gives you a little bit of emotional juice versus just feeling at calm and and you're used to it. And now what happens is you're not even aware of it, but you are plugging into media and news over, overdoing it because just so you get that feeling of of panicking or frustration or what to do with it, right? Uh, And that's where your focus is. But if you start shifting your focus away, you will Realize that there are things you could control and there are things you cannot control. So, why worry about things you cannot control just to be juiced up and feel some emotions at the end of the day, right?
1: (laughs) So, you went climbing with Wim Hof? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. So, for our audience who doesn't know who that is, just if you wouldn't mind just explaining, you know, what's his yes. superpower, basically. Yes,
0: so he he basically has 26 or 30 world records. He controls his immune system by breathing and uh, cold exposure. They even gave him endotoxins. And as a pharmacist, before, I, I had a particular interest in seeing how the breathing and meditation controls your emotions and the disease and your physiology. So he has created this method of breathing, cold exposure, and meditation and how you control your emotional state and your health with it. So he he has ran marathon in ice on barefoot and he has done all kinds of crazy things. And I was really interested. So I went, did this boot camp, and it really made me question what else is possible. So many times we just take a belief uh, or certain thing that somebody else had set for us instead of actually questioning it, right? When you question it, you get to learn, you get to challenge, you get to have an experience. And then that will always make you ask what else is possible? What else I want to figure out?
1: And listen, if anyone listening thinks this is a lot of California woo-woo, I want to just challenge you to, to get crystal clear on something that you want, but maybe think you can't have just get crystal clear on it, write it down in detail, what that would look like and focus on it, hang it up. Don't stress while focusing on it, just look at it every day and start to get used to the concept of whatever that thing is you want. And I'll tell you what, it works. It works right before I met my husband, I wrote a list of all the things I was looking for in a partner to the detail. And a few months later, I met Rich and he hit every single one of them. It's amazing. It works.
0: Yes. And there's actually science behind this too, but it's not published or people are not seeking for it, right? Your brain learns by patterns and it's looking in patterns. So at the end of the day, if you have trained your brain to look for whatever you want in a list, you are training it to look for these patterns or these people or these circumstances. But if you haven't trained, then it's, not going to pick up even something's happening in front of you you just wouldn't be aware of it because you are not looking for it and your brain filters out like 99 of the information out only one percent goes in based on the beliefs and values and conditionings you are viewing it through a lens so what we are doing is clearing the lens and you know projecting what we want to look at
1: yeah i mean and there's it's a really important time we There's so much reliance in the world on creating this miracle vaccine that's going to suddenly make us immune to what we are most afraid of. And we're afraid of something that we've been told to be very, very afraid of. So how much of the fear that we experience is in part a way to control us or to get us to do something, to get us to buy something?
0: Yes, I think a lot of fear is... um... First of all, I don't know that how much percentage is being you know, done to manipulate it, but I do know that we are giving our power away by putting our energy and focus on where we should not be at the end of the day, and only we are responsible for that. So rather than looking for solutions outside, because it's very easy to blame other people and find where things are wrong and criticize and whatnot, but we have to take responsibility and be like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Where am I putting my focus? Because that takes enormous amount of effort, but you will be rewarded. If you just ask yourself and train yourself, why am I watching the same thing over and over again? It's not really benefiting me, just becoming little conscious of it. Otherwise people will just use their agendas and fear-based or uh, always making you feel like you're not enough right? All these advertisements and things like that. So you just keep going around buying more products and things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, There have been a lot of people who are psychologically affected by this election, by who they were hoping would win and didn't. Um, I know people who literally couldn't get out of bed. They're in so much pain over it. Uh, and, And people who were and paying the last four years over, over, over Trump. So, I mean, what would you say to people who have been really mentally challenged, emotionally challenged by this, this past election and still challenged?
0: Yes, I would say that we definitely have to look regardless of what the political beliefs are um, for ourselves. At the end of the day, it's, if it's really affecting you emotionally that much, you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, how much of it is you're driving it and doing it to yourself unconsciously? Because at the end of the day, who's in the office has an effect, but does it really need to be at that level that it's causing you emotional turmoil? Like that's not going to help you. And at the end of the day, you are going to cast your vote and then it's done. There's nothing you could do. So the the important part is to always ask yourself, am I focusing on things I can control or I cannot control? Am I focusing on things that I have or that I don't have? And am I focusing on things that, you know, I'm grateful for in the moment or something that happened in the past, right? So asking these questions will control your focus and give you a little bit of guidance on on what to do.
1: And as a real estate investor, I mean, yeah. there's people really, really concerned that uh, their portfolios will be negatively affected with a biden administration um, and a change in tax law uh, do you think you can still be successful in real estate under this administration or or the next one
0: i As absolutely well. i absolutely think because i believe that it all comes down to taking personal responsibility well if the tax laws are changed or you're not finding good deals find another market change another strategy um, read some books change the approach change your team there's always things you could do because they are empowering to you and keeping the control to yourself because again you have no control on what the administration could do they are going to pass whatever they need to pass so rather than focusing the energy there i think in every climate there are people who are always making money with real estate and those people have the mindset that we were just talking about. They are not giving that power away uh, or using it at some kind of excuse that, well, I was doing great, but too bad. These tax laws, I can't do it. It's just another way to not take responsibility.
1: Yeah, and I, I personally met people from very high tax countries like Sweden who've been very successful. And, uh, you know, we've met Chinese investors from a communist country, and they found a way to be very successful. So there's always a way, right? There's always yes, a way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: It, it's my opinion that uh, our government still is going to incentivize vet investors to put their money in certain um uh, asset classes to to help benefit the country, and that's that's all that's always how it's been, and I think that's how it will com- continue to be. You generally a government can't force you to invest in anything, so if they want you to, yeah. like the opportunity zones, for example, you know that's yeah. uh, that's something that a lot of people don't realize was started during the Obama administration to help these certain neighborhoods. It came forth in the Trump administration, but again, in general, governments want. Uh, want investors to, they they will incentivize investors to put their money in certain asset classes and and you get tax benefits for that. So I I think we'll continue to see it. All right. Well, any last comments on the importance of mindset and how to stay calm in the the coming months that continue to be turbulent?
0: turbulent? Yeah. So I would say for real estate investors, the biggest thing is you, you just have to ask yourself every day, where am I putting my attention and focus? Um, You know, and and that would be basically what thoughts I'm thinking and then the beliefs I'm having and the more you're aware of it, you could change it into a direction that's empowering you and beneficial to you versus just staying in the loop of feeling the certain way and you're not even doing it, it's just happening automatically to you. Taking some time to definitely disconnect from news and social media is very, very important Mm -hmm. uh, because as you know, it's just all this social media, everything is based on algorithm where they are thinking for you. They have made behavior profiles for, for you and it goes very deep. So it's very important to disconnect and shut your phone off for several hours a day and just you know focus because the more you keep shifting your attention from one thing to another quickly you're training your brain to work in that way which is going to produce a little bit of anxiety and uneasiness and you have to start learning to focus
1: that is such a great point set everything aside including your email and at least take a couple hours today a day to focus on something that's really important and that could be yourself or your family It doesn't necessarily have to be work related yeah absolutely yeah wonderful okay well thank you so much now as a real estate investor what are you what are you doing are you are you investing currently
0: I am syndicating I'm bringing capital to syndicators that's my model uh, and I'm just waiting for some good opportunities where I could bring the investors capital into into the deals
1: wonderful okay well so nice to meet you I'm gonna Thank you so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. You can listen to this and any past episodes at realwealthshow.com.